Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Today's message is a settled place for God. It was Solomon who used those words, and very soon we will get to those words. But the body of Christ must quickly move from confession to possession. Lift up your hand and say, I am moving from confession to possession. You see, we'll be making the confession. I am the head and not the tail, above only but not beneath. But we are above only but not beneath. But almost every car you see us in, we are passengers. The car doesn't belong to us. The houses we live in, we are the tenants. We are not the landlords. Even the clothing we wear are borrowed. We bought them and we haven't finished paying. The food we eat is on credit. We have to move from confession to possession. From slavery to settlement. When will we stop being slaves? Look at the way we work. We work for the hidden. We work for the unbelievers. They pay us pittance. We are in church binding devils, binding witches and principalities and powers. On Monday, we go to work for them. Because all these principalities and powers, sometimes the business tycoons who we work for and the leaders who lead us and our employers, they are the heads of all these witches and wizards. The ones we normally call witches and wizards are sometimes the innocent ones or let's say the foot soldiers. They are the ones that look miserable and queer, just walking about the whole place. But the real witches there and wizards the ones that lead them, they, they control the money and the power. Like Simon the Sorcerer. Definitely, from his pedigree, the man must have had some employees. And maybe some of the employees were believers. So if you are working for him to prosper, then you are prospering the kingdom of the devil. Something has to change. And we must move out of the pretentious face of our Christianity. You know, and when you begin to preach the things... That will move us from slavery to settlement and from confession to possession. People say you are preaching prosperity gospel. And the devil has used this term or tag, prosperity gospel, to make many pastors run away from preaching the truth. It is time for us to settle in our place of purity, peace, power, and prosperity. Place of number one, purity. That means holiness, righteousness. Number two, peace. Number three, power. Number four, prosperity. We have to settle. We must possess our possessions and settle in them because that is ours. This is the jubilee. We return to our possession. We settle in it. And the time for the settlement is now. 2022 is the time for that settlement. Don't postpone it. Don't say there's a pandemic. This is the year of settlement. This is the year you have to marry. If you are of marriageable age, marry. Produce children. Build houses. Dwell in them. Now, when we say settlement, let's attempt to define it. Settlement can be defined either as a process or a place. So it is either a process or it's a place. When you define settlement with a process, it is the process of establishing 
a settlement or settlements. So when you are establishing a settlement or settlements, we say settlement. It's a process. You are establishing a settlement. So now let's look at settlement as a place. Settlement is a place where people establish a community. Settlement is a place where they establish a community. So for EAM, Fountain Gate Chapel, KIE, Desert Pastures, this year we are establishing ourselves as a community, as a place. And the process is also called settlement. So settlement is a process and it's also a place. So when I say settlement, I'm talking about the process of establishing a community, the process of establishing a colony, the process of establishing an encampment, the process of establishing a plantation. You are establishing something. Let me talk about settlement, a community. So we are trying to be a church the way we should be. This dawn, I was in the phone, and I'm talking to America, EAM, and I'm seeing how we can structure it, how we have to build it and get to the place where we should be. Up to 2 a.m. I was talking. Up to 1 a.m. I was talking to Europe, Amsterdam. By 2 a.m. I'm on America. And they're like, are you not sleeping? I said, this is the best time to talk to you guys. And then we are talking and we are speaking. And all of it has to do with building, establishing something. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine today and pastor and I was telling him that building and working the things of the kingdom of God from Bogatanga is not an easy thing at all. When you have to stay in Boga and do all these things with a global understanding and you are thinking about Africa, you are thinking about Europe, you are thinking about United Kingdom, you are thinking about America and you know, I have an understanding that living in Bogatanga with all the factors around me, I have to believe God to give me the gift and the grace to do something about the kingdom of God in this part of the world. So that one day, when we are dead and gone, our children can build on it. So that would mean you have to work up to 12 in the night, up to 2 a.m., up to 3 a.m. And if you have a sense of purpose, like Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me whilst it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Now, so believers must establish settlement. And the settlements we establish are our ministries, our families, and our businesses. We establish our families, our ministries, and our businesses to have dominion over territories. That means we control territories. We, we control environments. You must therefore get to a place where Everything in Kumasi, everything in Accra, everything in London, everything in Hamburg, everything in Stuttgart, everything in Maryland, everything in Chicago is about Christ. But now that becomes very difficult because when you walk around the nations of the world, you notice that the Christians possess nothing. We possess nothing. Our mentality is this world is not our home. I agree. But we are also not here to be miserable. Our covenant is the Abrahamic covenant. And from Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob, they were not paupers. Wherever they went, they dominated the place. 
Abraham dominated the place. Isaac became so mighty that the people told him, depart from us because you are mightier than us. I pray for somebody this year. You will stop renting a house and own a house. Stop renting a car and drive your own. You will come down from the can-do, own your own car and drive it to places and back. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God Almighty. Now, this period of the COVID-19 must be a time when believers must arise and build, and build homes, build ministries, businesses, institutions for the kingdom of God. It's the time for us to build them. It's the time for us to have our own hospitals, our own clinics. Years ago in this city, we had a man called Dr. Yembila. And Dr. Yembila had a little clinic, but that is where he saved lives. And that our building in the place called Zwarungu is even bigger than the clinic which Dr. Yembila used to use. And I remember Dr. Dwey Jakun was also here and he also owned a clinic around the Sabuzungu. And it was also a small place, just like that, our facility. That is how they started. And we don't despise the days of small beginnings. You can easily go with that facility and start something like a clinic. The things we say, you say it and it comes to pass. Just like we talked about the Love Revolution TV, and it has come to pass. All the other things will come to pass. Because as soon as you say it, in the day of the Lord's power, his people are made willing. So by the time you realize, a certain doctor says, I can do it. A certain nurse says, I can do it. Somebody says, this thing is possible. It has to be done. And they rise up and they do things for the kingdom of God. Now, building things for God and doing things for God, or having the mandate to build something for God or do things for God, it's a blessing you should never take for granted. Never take it for granted. Let me start by warning the Christians that whilst we are walking about shouting, we are going to heaven. We are pilgrims on earth. We don't need anything on earth. Unbelievers are very busy building things and dedicating them to the devil. And God sometimes gets angry about the things they build. And the believers don't understand. In the days of old, there was a man called Nimrod. Now the Bible doesn't name him as the leader of the people that built the Tower of Babel or the city of Babel. But Jewish historians and people that write on their traditions generally believe that Nimrod was the one who led them to build the Tower of Babel. 100 years after the Noah's flood occurred, the people traveled and they settled in a plain called Shinar, which later on was called Chaldea, or it was called Babylon. They settled there, and in the process of their settlement, they built a city, and the name of that city was called Babel. And there was a tower, which we normally call the Tower of Babel. Now, people, watch this. Cities and nations are founded by people. So 10 people get to a place and then they decide, we want to settle here and we want to form a city. And then they start multiplying, producing children. And by the time you realize, they have formed a village 
and a town and a city. Christians have to multiply. They have to be of one mind. They must establish communities. They must begin to think like one people. One day we will go more into things like that. But you know, we have to learn how to buy milk from one another, sugar from one another, tea from one another, water from one another, fuel from one another. We have to learn how to patronize one another's products. That is how you build a kingdom. Can I get to a place where if I'm looking for a house to rent, I want the house of Ernesto, who is a believer, born again, speaking in tongues, and he has built a house, and he's looking for tenants, and I want to rent a house from my brother's house instead of renting the house of an occultist. But many Christians will avoid the business of another believer and rather patronize the business of unbelievers. The children of this world are in their own generation wiser than the sons of life. Believers don't mind making unbelievers richer and bigger, but they delight in pulling one another down. So you know what we do? We use our talents and our gifts and build the kingdom of the devil and allow our own to perish. Let me tell you, the world is a very serious place. These ones traveled and the whole earth was of one language and one speech. No wonder that is the signature of the world. They can be very united, one language and one speech. Unbelievers who speak one language, unbelievers who speak one speech, they think together, they act together. They are in unison, one accord. Go into their camp, see the way they are organized. You go among witches and see the way they are organized. Verse number two. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Watch this. They didn't find a city. They found a plain. Everybody in life, it is a plain you will find. If God is giving you a place, he will give you a plain. God will not give you a city. God will not give you a city. He will give you a plane. And when you begin to build a city, he will help you to build a city. But if you decide to build nothing, you will stay in the plane with Sagiri Mice. One of the weaknesses of the church of Jesus Christ is we place very little value on the human being. But I'm telling you, when God created the earth and put a human being there, he put the human being on earth as the manager of the earth. And if human beings do nothing, whether they are Christians or unbelievers, nothing will happen. If you want, you decide not to cut your hair and see whether your hair, God will cut it for you. Hair will grow everywhere, including your nose. Hair will be coming out of your nostrils. So then they came and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Verse 3. And they said one to another, let us make brick and bend them truly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said one to another, let's go back to the vestry. They said, oh yeah, go to, let us make brick and bend them truly. And they made the brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. So they said, let us create building material. After they created the building material, verse number four, they now said, let us build as a city 
And apart from the city, let's build a tower whose top may reach to heaven. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. Now, building the city was not a problem. It was building the tower that brought the problem. And the reason building the tower brought the problem was because they built a tower whose top may reach out to heaven. And I will explain that reaching out to heaven to you shortly. Now they said, let us build and then things. Okay, verse number five. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. The Lord came to see the tower which the children of men built. I, I like that. God came to see. God came to see what human beings were building. They're a Christian. And God will do it. And God will do it. And God will do it. 31 days of fasting and prayer. I like it. We are fasting and praying. But I just told you, praying without working will not take you anywhere. When you fast and pray, 31 days. After the 31 days, what will you do? By the way, let me warn you that 31 days is a long time to be fasting and praying without working. It's a long time. So in the midst of the fasting and praying, you must find a way of working. There is nothing wrong with before you come to the meeting at 9 a.m., you wake up at 6, do a lot of your phone calls, do a lot of your planning, put everything on cruise control. Then you come and sit here, and by the time you are sitting, the work is going on. As soon as we finish the morning prayer, you go and you continue the working until you come back in the night. So in the days of Nehemiah, they were building the city and they were watching at the same time and they mixed it with the prayer. Listen, the last time I checked, laziness had no accommodation in the kingdom of God. The last time I checked, laziness had no accommodation in the kingdom of God. So Jesus, when he came, he said, my father worked here too, and I work. God is a worker. God is a worker. I must work the works of him that sent me whilst it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The Lord said, let us go and let's see the city and the tower which the children of men build it. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have one language. Now, listen, this is the master key. If you are looking for any scripture in the Bible that talks about the power of man and what man can do, if you move out of the Garden of Eden from the days of Adam, the next thing you will see is this, thing, which shows what human beings can do. He said they are one. They speak one language. They think the same way. They talk the same way. They act the same way. Look at what they have begun to do. And nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. This is what these people are doing. Nothing will stop them from achieving it. God said, let us go down. And there, let's confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So let's go, and these people will not understand one another's speech. And ladies and gentlemen, by the grace of God, I built a family. My wife and I built a family. I built a ministry. I have built even a company. Love Revolution Pages is a company. Desert Media Limited, which is running the television, is a company. I have built a company, which is a school. Desert Passions International School. It's a company. It doesn't mean I'm still a director, 
most of them I build them and I pulled out to build the company when the people stop speaking one language that is the beginning of chaos that's the beginning of confusion when they are speaking this one says one thing another person says a different thing they are not speaking one language that's why in this corporate world you see them and they, they hold meeting after meeting conference after conference seminar after seminar you know what they are trying to do they are trying to speak one language and said let's confound their language so that they will not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city now as soon as they couldn't understand one another the next thing was they had to scatter so this one went that way that one went that way now you want to find out why did god scatter them i believe that they practically finished building the city of Babel. Then they started the tower and they said, let us build a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. That is where the problem was. Building the city of Babel did not provoke God. It was building the tower that provoked him. And the reason is that they built the tower and they dedicated this tower to a God they call Bel Merodach. Bel Merodach was the God they worshipped, the spirit they worshipped. And they also had the signs of zodiac, that is the moon and the stars and the constellations which they worshipped. They worshipped the heavenly bodies and they had idols that represented them and they put them in the top platform of the tower of Babel and they worshipped these entities. And that is the thing that provoked God and God came. And broke down the whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, as I speak to you, people are building things and dedicating them to the devil. They are building families, building businesses, and watch this. Sometimes building things that look like churches and dedicating them to the devil. And they do it and do it well. Calculated, intentional, intensive human effort and they are building things that have nothing to do with god remember those people who bound themselves with an oath that they will not eat nor drink until they have killed paul look at the fast the aim of the fast is we will not eat until paul is dead but look at us no sense of purpose look at your family look at your home look at your business look at what you are doing for god compared to what People are doing for the devil or the enemy. So God scattered them. But you know, it's very easy for you to enter a building and pray like we do. Father, scatter their work. Lord, scatter them. Lord, scatter them. That is not enough. We are believing God that anything anybody is building, whose tower may reach into heaven to trouble you. Because when they build it, and they erect the platform for the worship of Bel Merodach and the worship of the Zodiacs, and they use their incantations and their divinations against you, your life will be destroyed and everything around you will go down. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that anybody building the Tower of Babel in your house, in your business, in your ministry, to use it against you. May God come down and see it. And may the Lord divide their tongue 
so that they cannot build it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, anything men and women are building against the worship of God and against God's kingdom, today in the name of Jesus, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, and with those weapons, we cast down the foundation of the enemy's work in the name of Jesus, and somebody shout an amen and praise the name of Jesus. So some are building and they are dedicating it to the devil. Some too are building, but God didn't send them. <laughs> People are building, God didn't send them. They are doing things for God and God didn't send them. Some are opening churches, God didn't send them. Employment send them. Some are building families and God didn't send them. Some are building businesses, God didn't send them. No, they see somebody doing a business and they too think, you know what, I can do the same thing because the thing is profitable. And they too, they start doing. So people, people, people are doing things and they were not sent by God. God didn't send them. And, and some of the people that are doing things and God didn't send them. Now, I'm, I'm about to tell you something serious. You are holy. You are righteous. You are pure. You look like you are qualified. But maybe what you are doing for God, he didn't send you. What you want to do is a good thing. But probably God did not send you. David was a man after God's heart. God called David to be a king. Then David said, Lord, I want to build you a temple. And God said, David, I didn't send you to build me a temple. Your hands are soiled with blood and you cannot build me a temple. Forget it. You can't. Later on, God used David's son by the name of Solomon to build the temple. And look at what Solomon said, 1 Kings 8 and the verse number 12. Then the Lord spake unto Solomon, and the Lord said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I spoke about this, so I will not spend my time on it. Verse 13, verse 13. I have surely built thee a house to dwell in. A settled place for you to abide in forever. A human being is saying, God, I have built you a house. I have built you a house. And it is favor. How can a human being build God a house? People, stop taking what you do for God for granted. David wanted to build the temple and God said no. He had the money to build the temple. God said no. He's a man after God's heart. God said no. And God looked for King Solo and said build me a temple. Solomon, I've rejected your father from building the temple. You build it. Ladies and gentlemen, most of the things you are doing for God, God rejected somebody and put you there. And that is why I call today the blessing of mandate. Some people built it, dedicated it to the devil. Another man was trying to build. A good man with resources. God said no. Then God comes to a little boy, young boy, Solomon, and says, Solomon, you now build me a settled place. Whatever you are doing for God, a better person could have done it. A better person. And listen, that is why sometimes when you sit in a church or in the family and the business 
company and the nation. Stop all the noise. Several years ago, I heard a man say, if he leaves his church, the church will collapse. You know what he said? Asorino. Ye wo asorino etu me nainso. Me free asorimwa. Asorimbegu. Oboa. Engu. Engu. Whatever you are doing, you do it by grace. If you are not there, somebody will do it. You'll be shocked. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.